Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for passion and your love that you dare to shed your blood on the cross for your people, for a broken world, for those who are lost, and again for those who lost hope. By your blood, you reconciled us with the Father. And may this passion of yours, Lord, be a power for us tonight as we understand and receive you as our lamp, the feast that we celebrate in your name and in the Father's name and in the name of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Friends, did you ever imagine what the best part of family time is? I know that sometimes or very seldom or very often we may have family time, right? What is the best time that you ever experience in family time? Number one could be when the family sits around the table or around the food especially sitting around and taking food, not with forks, but with the hand, the common food. Number two would be vacation or traveling or taking a journey together away to be free from the routine things, right? This is also part of the family time that we spend or we like to spend, and it's important. Good examples are Christmas and Thanksgiving days, and maybe weddings and birthdays. But these are the days that we gather around, not only to feast, but also to express our loneliness, to express our love, and also to narrow our differences sometimes because the table that we share is a table of peace. And sometimes also such family time help us to forget unpleasant quarrels and also blot out some or diffuses some lingering differences among the families, quarrels, and help us to reconcile without formally addressing them or discussing or raising any kind of dispute. The food, the momentum, the family time cancels everything. But the most significant impact of eating the meal together is about oneness and belonging to each other. Belonging to each other. And we say we are a family by our actions, eating together, 
We say we are one body and sometimes one blood. The Exodus meal that we read tonight, our pastor read, the recipe was given by God. It was not invented by the Israelites. Nobody among them gave the recipe. It's God who gave the recipe because it's important. He gave them to celebrate, to have a family get together with that. And it has a meaning, a meaning of liberation, liberation of a people that are oppressed, and also it is for the formation of a young nation that never existed, but a nation that was promised to be established. Like for Abraham, God told him, I will make you or I will make out a nation from your offspring. You will be a great nation. Your number will be many, uncountable. So this is the time, the inauguration of the celebration of the liberation of the people. And it is also to gather a free people that has to worship God forever and become God's instrument to be a blessing to others. You remember in the story when God sent Moses and his brother Aaron. Did he tell them that I'm going to make a big nation? No, he didn't tell them to tell Pharaoh. He told them, go and tell him that I want my people to worship me, take them out into the wilderness, and they will worship me there. So the requirement which inaugurated through this Passover, the Pasaka, is to worship God, to set them as a setting people, setting a worshiping people. And you know that the main course there is blameless lamb. Blameless lamb. The blood of the lamb is not to be thrown. It has a purpose. And it became a sign of God's assurance that he will pass them. He will pass them if the blood is on the doors of the families. And when he stretches his arm to destroy the Egyptians and their idols or their gods, he will know by the blood. God said, no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike. Is this not the same with Jesus, with the blood? The plague of sin, the plague of apostasy, denial, disobedience, the power of Satan, they were destroyed. 
because of the blood of Christ, because of the blood that shed on the cross. And here is another good thing, the feature of the commemoration of the Exodus. God said, this particular day of your gathering around the meal, the feast will be a memorial day for you. Keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. Keep it throughout your generations. It is not a one-time, a one-time event, but they have to keep it from year to year, from generation to generation, as a day for you as a day for you. Keep it as a feast, as a statue, forever. You shall keep it as a feast. And this forever is Jesus, the Messiah, whom God told to his people that he will come to redeem his people to become the Lamb of God, that you and I will be celebrating and eating. The New Testament meal that Jesus desired was celebrated with his loved ones, the disciples. The meal Jesus gave a great value because it was about him. He said that this meal is about me. This Passover now is about me, he said. As God did uh, with Moses and Aaron, now it is in someone's house and I will keep the Passover with my disciples, said Jesus. Who are these disciples of Jesus? They are the ones who heard from him, the ones who touched him, the ones who saw him, the ones who heard him, the ones who believed and trusted him, and the ones who worshipped him. That's what Jesus said. This is about me, and I will celebrate it with those who are mine. I will keep this with my disciples. My friends, who is a disciple among us? It's not about yesterday, the body and blood that we are offered, generously offered here, it is the life of Jesus himself. He celebrates. One of our Lutheran authors, heaven on earth, he said that when the table is prepared, the Eucharist, heaven works in the midst of us. Jesus is in the midst of us. 
And he reclined on the table, sat very close to them. Heart to heart, eye to eye, ear to ear, head to head, he sat very close with them. But, my friends, the sad thing is the night of Passover with Jesus was not very pleasant for the disciples because of the sad news that Jesus uttered. You know what the sad news was there? What was the sad news that Jesus said or spoke to his disciples that very celebration, family time, one of you will betray me. One of you will betray me, my disciples. The meal and the company of the family did not give Iscariot any sense of belonging. It didn't give him any sense of love. It didn't give him any sense of unity or salvation. He had no faith in Jesus, the master, the rabbi, the teacher, the lover, the one who would become a lamp to take away his sin and the sin of the world. He had no sense about that. When Jesus said, the Son of Man goes as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of God is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. Is it I, Lord? 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 The eleven then comes to Judas Iscariot. Is it I, Lord? What was the answer? You have said so. You have said so. Jesus is in the midst of us as we commemorate this Lenten season, especially tonight, my brothers and sisters. And this question is for you and me. You may not, I may not loudly or verbally deny him, but in my thoughts, in my hearts, in my words and actions, wherever I am, can betray him. I may not have any sense of believing in him. Maybe coming to the church could, could be only a kind of habit, a social club. I must have a church because my friends are in the church. No, it is because Jesus is here waiting me and you at the table to celebrate my salvation and your salvation, to celebrate his victory, and for him to be satisfied 
for making you and me his disciple. My friends, again I will quote my teacher. Our pilgrimage as Christians is an incarnational life in Christ. Because from the moment we were baptized, we are joined to him and to his life. For he dwells in us and we dwell in him. Who am I that Jesus to dwell in me? Who are you that Jesus dwell in you? How clean am I that the holy lamp to dwell in me? How holy I am to incline to him. But that is, that is the passion of Christ. I am desiring, desiring. I am desiring to eat the Passover means desiring to be in you and me. According to the calendar of our church, the beginning of the year is Christmas, which later became in the calendar of the church. Otherwise, Easter was the year where the year begins for Christians. And here it is. We begin with Christmas we sing Gloria. Then we continue with Easter, the resurrection, and Hallelujah. Then we continue with the Pentecost season, life with Jesus and life with the Lamb of God. How fond are you of Jesus tonight? He is our spiritual meal. And we are his meal. He is fond of us also. Never think that we are fond of him. He is fond of you and fond of me. And that's why he is desiring to be the Paschal Lamb. When he says, my time is now, he expresses his deep desire that all may come to him, all of us may come to him and sit at the table of mercy, the table of love, the table of forgiveness, remembering the sacrifice he made once for all. In one of the African cultures, if someone hears good news, then you will respond saying, you gave me the best dinner. <laughs> you gave me a glass of milk. May God bless your heart. It's like the best diet or the best meal that someone offers you when someone comes with a good news. And for Jesus is this, when you and I come to him, 
and repent our sin, our wrongdoings, and change our ways, and invite him to swallow us by his love and forgiveness, how happy he will be how his desire, his passion to dine for the Passover will be accomplished. We don't do it to please him only. We do it because he provided it for you and me to live forever, to become the heirs of the endless kingdom of God, eternal bliss. May the peace of God and the peace of Christ that transcends all human understanding keep us and strengthen us to live on what Jesus has prepared for. Amen.